you do it more often. You become more consistent when you're measuring your progress in a way that actually makes sense and doesn't objectify your body. You're listening to Confidently She. Let's gently cleanse that internalized misogyny and equip you to handle what life brings your way. I'm Rebecca Biggie, and I'm here to help. Welcome to the show. All right, we're back with another episode of Confidently She. As always, I'm Rebecca Biggie, your host. And in this episode, I want to talk about my relationship with exercise and how it has changed over the past few years, specifically since I trained for and ran a marathon. And I know there's the joke that it's like, how do you know if someone ran a marathon? Don't worry, they'll tell you. Uh, I do talk about it a lot on, on this podcast, but it's relevant Okay, it's relevant because it played a significant role in my relationship with my body, how I view exercise, and, you know, it changes you as a person if you do something that is very difficult. So if you ran a marathon, I think that you have permission to talk about it as much as you want. (laughs) And people who don't like it don't get it because they've never ran a marathon. So anyway, I'm going to talk about that because... The way I used to view exercise had a really damaging effect on my relationship with my body because I thought that the only reason I should exercise is to change the way I look because that's always the context that exercise is put in, especially for women. When we see women in commercials or on TV shows, whatever, when they're exercising, what are they talking about? Losing weight, burning calories, you know, fitting into their dress. We're always talking about the physical aesthetic that you will get as a result of exercising. And that's actually, that's actually not why you should exercise. If that is the main motivation why you are exercising, I guarantee you give up pretty easily because that's not good enough to keep someone motivated. Like that, that is a shallow motivation and shallow motivations are typically impatient. It's hard to have patience when your motivation is something so shallow, because if you don't get the results right away, you're not going to stick around. You're not going to keep going. And running my marathon was the first time that I ever set an exercise goal that wasn't related to changing the way I looked. That was the first time. And, and truth be told, I didn't exercise that much before running the marathon. I was not a runner. I was not really into working out. I hated going on like ellipticals and treadmills and stuff. I thought that that was just like the worst thing ever. The only type of exercise I really did was like lifting weights, like weight training stuff, because I thought that that was going to give me quicker results. 
And by results, I mean, I would look better faster if I built up my muscle because, you know, then the the muscle would burn more calories or something like the more muscle I had on my body would burn more calories. Again, it was related back to I want to look good. So I'm going to do this. And the marathon changed that I watched my friend Ryan run a marathon and I was absolutely blown away by all the different body types I saw crossing that finish line. I was like, what the heck? Like, like, how are all these different types of people running 26.2 miles? Like, that's insane. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, I, I could never do this. Like, I could never run 26 miles. And every time I tell myself I can't do something, I challenge that thought. And I say, oh, really? You can't? You could, you could never do that, Rebecca? Really? Never? Not even if you, I don't know, tried or, or put any kind of effort into running and training? So I was kind of going back and forth with myself in my head for a bit. And, and then I asked myself the, the important question, which is, is this something that you want to do? Is this an experience you want to have? Is this something that you want to accomplish in your life? Do you want to be able to say, yeah, I ran a marathon. Boom. Did it. Here's my medal. I was really big into trophies and medals when I was in college because I competed in speech. Super nerdy fun fact about me. I was a Minnesota State champion in collegiate, collegiate? speech, uh, national semifinalist, quarterfinalist, you know, all that jazz. I was really good. And I developed this like weird addiction to getting trophies. So I wanted the medal. All right. I was like, you know what? That would be so cool to have this marathon medal. It's something that nobody can take away from me. I told myself I could never do it. And I want to see if my body is capable of doing this. May of 2013, I registered for the October 6th marathon in the Twin Cities in Minnesota. And I started training. And it was such a different experience because every time I didn't feel like running, which for the first few weeks was like every time I was supposed to run, I was like, yeah, but I don't want to. Um... I had it in the back of my mind, like, yes, but it's so you can run a marathon. And I was like, okay, well, this is part of the process in order to run a marathon. I want to be able to run a marathon. So yes, I will put on my running shoes. I will go out for a run, even if it's like two miles. Okay, I'm supposed to do four today. But hey, two is better than nothing. So let me just get out there and, and try to do like two miles. And then I would end up doing four because I'd get out there, I'd be running and I'm like, you know what? I can go a little bit further. I can go a little bit further. And then I would complete the run that I was supposed to do that day. And through that process, I was very, very patient with myself because I knew the goal was so big and it was so much deeper than I want to look good 
that I was like, you know what? Maybe it's maybe the run isn't going to be as intense as it's supposed to, but I got to do something because October 6th is going to roll around and you've already told everybody that you're running this marathon. So how embarrassing is that going to be if you are like, yeah, actually, no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't run it because I didn't train like like, no, you're not going to do that because I had decided that that was something I wanted to do. Now, there have been things that I decided I wanted to do. And then halfway through, I was like, you know what? I actually don't want to do this anymore. And then I stopped and I did something else. I think that's totally fine. But this was something that I was like, no, I'm doing this. I'm going to run a marathon. So my mindset was always, you know, the first mile is always the hardest. The first mile always sucks. So whether you're running one mile, three miles, or nine miles today, just know that the first one is going to be tough. Because that's kind of your body waking up. That's your body getting into the rhythm. And then once it's in that rhythm, it gets easier. And now I remind myself of that every time I go to do any type of exercise, I think, you know, the first part is going to be the worst. But if you expect that and you're patient and you work through that and you think of it as more of a little challenge, then you get through it and it's easier. So the first mile was always the hardest. I was expecting that first mile to always suck. And then I got into it. So that wasn't the thing that was going to stop me from putting in the run. The other part of it, I did not expect myself to be fast. I did not expect myself to be good because I knew exactly where I was starting. I was very realistic about my starting point. I'm like, dude, Rebecca, you can barely run a mile without stopping. So we're going to take this nice and slow and ease into this so that you eventually ramp up to the level you need to be at. But for right now, our expectations are going to be very practical. They're going to be very conservative these expectations that we have of you, because I'm someone with very high expectations of myself. But I've learned to be realistic. You can't, you can't just come out of the gates and be good at everything. Nobody, nobody is like that. Although if you talk to some of my friends and family, they'll say, oh, Rebecca is just like, she's just good at everything. And it's like, no, I'm not. I just figure out the things that I want to do, and then I work at them, and I get better, and I'm patient with myself in the process. Running was not a good runner, invested time and effort, became a good runner. That's how it is with everyone, with everything. If you want to be great, if you want to be good at it. It's the same thing with confidence. Not very confident? Okay, invest time and energy, practice, then become confident. So I'll tell you a more recent story about my relationship with exercise and my body and everything. When it comes to being realistic with your expectations, I, in the first part of quarantine, I started doing this ab and butt workout uh, with my roommate 
it was purely because she was doing it and she wanted some accountability. Uh, so I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, I'll do that with you. Why not? Like roommate bonding stuff, whatever. So and these workouts are like pretty much just so that your abs look nice and your butt looks nice. Okay. So I knew going in that it was like, yeah, this isn't really like the best motivation to be doing these workouts, but you know, whatever. As long as you're aware of it, that's a good step. So we did these workouts and we started getting really good at them. And at first it was really difficult. And then we were able to get through them like no problem. And our goal was to do it every day for 30 days. And we did it. Well, I did it. <laughs> um, I think she missed a few days. But I I got it done. And then just we just did it here and there, you know, afterwards. And about two weeks ago, I was like, you know what I haven't done in a long time? I haven't done that 20 minute workout, 10 minute abs, 10 minute butt. I'm like, you know what, this is going to this is going to go so terribly. Like I am not going to be good at this at all. But you know what, I'm just going to try and see what happens. I'm just going to see where I'm at. And it went poorly. It did not go well. I lost so much strength. I felt incredibly weak. I had to take so many little breather breaks. I had to cheat so many different of so many different workouts. But you know what? Throughout the whole thing, I was just like, yeah, I mean, this makes sense. Like, of course, I'm not going to be super good at it because I haven't done it in weeks or if not months. But the next day, I took a rest day and then I did it again. And then I started doing it every couple days, some days back to back. Right now, I'm on two days in a row and I'm about to make it three after I'm done recording this. And within two weeks, my body bounced right back. My strength came right back. And now I'm able to do it back to back days all the way through no breaks, start to finish, done. If you want a fast track to feeling more confident in your body in one afternoon, yes, I said it, one afternoon, register for the Showing Skin Workshop. This is an online virtual workshop that you can complete in one afternoon that teaches you to feel more confident in your body, whatever amount of skin you decide to show. Go to showingskinworkshop.com right now to register. That's showingskinworkshop.com. And I'll see you there. That's the thing about your body is that it has muscle memory. Okay, now I can not run for three, four weeks, three, four months and go whip out a, a three mile run because my body had worked up to a much higher level before. So I knew, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be able to just pick right up where I left off, but the learning curve is not going to be as steep because my body remembers. So just remember that you get credit for everything you've done with your body. Your body remembers the exercise that you did. And any exercise that you do is 
better than nothing. Like it doesn't have to be this like insane workout all the time in order for your body to become stronger, to become more flexible, to increase its stamina. Those are the things that I want you to be using to measure the progress of your workouts. Am I getting stronger? Yes or no? Am I increasing my flexibility? Yes or no? Am I increasing and improving my stamina? Yes or no? And that's really it. That's really the only areas that you need to be focusing on because when you focus on those things, first of all, you're focusing on your body's health. And then also the physical appearance is going to match whatever you're putting in the way that it's supposed to for your body and the way your body carries weight. You know, for my body type, I am never going to have really thin legs. I'm I'm just not going to. That's not what a healthy version of my body would ever look like. I have to come to terms with that. I have to be at peace with that. Otherwise, that is a battle that I am going to fight and lose every single day. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, like, what a waste of energy, okay? There are certain things you just have to accept. And then the best part is when you're measuring your progress in terms of strength, flexibility, those things, you make consistent progress. It's something that is worth more than the superficial, quote, benefit of exercising. You do it more often. You become more consistent when you're measuring your progress in a way that actually makes sense and doesn't objectify your body. So that's something that I, I experienced over the past couple of weeks is that I was able to be so much more consistent by being patient by being realistic than I ever would have been if I was beating myself up and saying, oh my God, you've gotten so fat. Look at your stomach. Oh, your butt isn't as toned as it used to be. You need to start doing those exercises again. And then I would probably do them for a week and then be like, oh, it's not working. And then I would stop. That's how it used to go. And we don't do that anymore. Okay, that's not what we do. That's not how we play this game. When you change how you measure your progress, it changes your relationship to your body and to exercise. And when I was training for my marathon, it taught me this in such a clear way because I was like, look, your progress needs to be measured in did you get your miles in this week? And how did you feel? Like, how did that run go? Did your body feel hydrated? Did you have enough energy? Do you need to sleep more? Do you need more water? Do you need to eat earlier in the day? Do you need to eat more? Do you need to eat less? Like, the questions I started asking were so different. And I realized that was the thing. When you are viewing exercise as a way to look good, the questions you ask are messed up. 
But when you start viewing exercise as a way to care for, strengthen, and improve the longevity and quality of life that you're living in your body, that creates some space for you to actually see exercise as a way to celebrate what your body does and give you a lot of room for patience and grace and being realistic about what your body is capable of doing based on your habits over the last few weeks and months or whatever. It also helps open you up to exercise that you actually enjoy. That's one thing that I talk with friends and clients about that it's like, if you hate running, please don't run. Like there's there's no rule book of exercise that says you have to do cardio in the form of running or even that you have to do cardio. You know what? I, I think that you should have stamina, you should have strength and you should have flexibility. That's what I think. And they should all be in balance and they should all fit within the expectations of your daily life. I think it's unhealthy to be so strong and so obsessed with becoming stronger and whatever that it gets to a point where that's unhealthy. You know, your heart can't handle that much muscle on your body. So I challenge you to develop a different type of goal for your body. I want you to have a goal of your body being able to do something. I was thinking, I was playing around with the idea of being able to do like real push-ups. It would be nice if I were able to do real push-ups, like not modified push-ups, like be able to do maybe 10, 20. Like I can't even do one right now. Um, And I think that it's important. I think it's important to be able to lift your body weight. You know, that makes sense. That's not some arbitrary, like I want to be able to bench press 180 pounds. Like, okay, why? Like, I don't know. Um, But something specific, something that is objectively measurable that has nothing to do with the way you look. Those are the types of goals that you should have and and the type of relationship you should have with your body and with exercise is one grounded in patience. So that is what I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you right back here very soon. Hey, everybody, it's Rebecca. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I want to give an extra special thank you to everyone who has left a rating and review of this show over on iTunes. That means so much to me. So I want to extend a very special thank you. And I will see you again in another episode.